Madeline. Yeah. <laughs> What's your channel about? My channel, I would say, as of now, it's just about positivity, kind of doing what we want. You know, it started out as something different, but as, you know, over time, it's grown into just a inclusive, positive environment um, that we get to do fun things with. So whether that's Lego, cooking, chatting, um, games, you know, occasionally now more so than before, but a place where people can feel welcome and feel included no matter what it is. So I feel like that's definitely my goal for my channel now. Um, but it, you know, like that's how it always has been, but you know, that what we've done on, you know, with the community has always like kind of changed over time here and there, but as someone who works full time, there's not that luxury of, you know, like, okay, I'm just going to grind this, you know, or do this and then play this game. For me, it's really been encompassing kind of like cooking became a thing on my channel because I was like, I don't want to DoorDash. So, you know, let's start cooking on stream or like even Lego doing like my hobbies on stream more outside of gaming has become a bigger, broader focus just because of time. Yeah. Guess that's what my channel's about. <laughs> yeah. In chat, uh 9.5 says true variety, which is absolutely just, yeah. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Cause I think the first time I tuned into your stream, you were you were of course doing Lego because that's how I found you. But then I recall like the next time I went, you were you were cooking dinner and then you were talking about apex i think you end up playing some apex uh that second time i was over yeah so, yeah you were true variety absolutely and then you've added lego to the mix i know you've been doing that more lately how long have you been how long have you been on twitch and what what got you into streaming to begin with yeah so i first discovered twitch at a friend's house probably back in 2017 um, a lot of my friends played League, so Worlds is on Twitch. Yeah. We also watched a lot of games done quick, GDQ. Um, the summer is usually held in Minnesota, so that's like my hometown. So I felt a little, you know, connection with that. And I didn't realize there, like, I didn't realize there was like Worlds, right? Where there's like esports and competition. That was kind of like my first taste of it. And so I knew Twitch from that. And I created a Twitch channel, I think, you know, after a couple of times of watching it with, with you know, like, the, you know, my friends. Um, I, I think I made a Twitch channel in like early 2018 or something like that. Uh, just to like watch these things on my own and like not at my friend's house on their, you know, PlayStation or whatnot. And then I really started watching Twitch when we were playing one night. We were playing Dead by Daylight. It was the first time I had ever seen the game. I thought it was so fun to watch let alone play. I was like kind of too scared to play it. <laughs> I know it sounds funny, <laughs> yeah. but um, it was a really fun game to watch. And so I remember asking, you know, like this, this, you know, is dead by daylight on, you know, Twitch and stuff like that. And they were like, Oh yeah, there's tons of stuff. There's tons of games. And so that's when I really discovered like the idea, not streaming. I, I had no intention of streaming at this point. It was just more of like watching, you know, because I wanted to play dead by daylight you know, with people, mm -hmm. um, you know, but I was too scared to kind of do it on my own. <laughs> so I decided, and before that, I really only had like a laptop and my switch, right. You know, like yeah. I played basically the Sims on my laptop and then I played, you know, all the Nintendo games, Super Mario, I think well, Animal Crossing came out a little later, Pokemon, like all that kind of stuff. Right. Basically from there, I just started watching more and more and I started to try and like chat 
in dead by daylight streams. And this could range from, you know, like, you know, people with like 20 viewers all the way up to like 200. And I found a couple things. Um, it was really hard for me. I, you know, like I've mentioned, I kind of get anxiety. I get social anxiety, probably more so on the internet than in person. Cause it's something that's like very different than what I'm used to. Right. You're used to talking with people, your family, friends in person, but doing it online was a little bit new for me. And I found myself feeling kind of defeated when I would like start chatting and chat and, you know, stream would say hi, but then like, that would be like the end and be like, Oh, how's the game? And then I, you know, whether they're busy gaming or whatever, I felt like, you know, Oh, you know, maybe this is a little hard to try to find others that play dead by daylight to play with. So I kind of, at that point decided that I was going to stream to find others to play dead by daylight with. And then I was going to get off, you know, and like, once I found a group of people to play with, then I wouldn't stream anymore, you know, because mm-hmm. streaming was very scary for me. Right. Like the amount of anxiety, I had all the stuff to stream for four or five months <laughs> before I actually got, you know, like the courage, even dead by daylight. I was too scared to play dead by daylight on my own. So for two weeks, I literally just did like the how to gameplay thing right because it was you know it was like very daunting for me I remember I had like two of my friends I was like hey and I was like on the verge of tears when I hit that go live button because I was like so scared like and I don't know why it's just you know it's just something um that I have and I that was kind of how I first started streaming and then um (laughs) there's a whole slew of issues like I didn't have the right upload speeds in the internet I'm sure as a streamer we all know about that and you know my Stream was like a PowerPoint, um, kind of all that stuff. And that's actually <laughs> that's actually what led me to do just chatting because that was the one thing that I could stream until I got new internet and they came out and fixed it after yeah. a week or two. So yeah. And then I guess I enjoyed it once I got over my fear and I kind of just continued to do it. And that's how I started. <laughs> I like how I like how this all was born from like I just want. I want to play this game with people and I want to make like, I want to meet other people. And then it kind of turned into this whole thing of its own, of course. Now, mm-hmm. when, when you first started and you were navigating those early issues of, of figuring out what it meant to stream, uh, at what point did you realize that you just wanted to keep going? Was there a specific moment or what, what kind of made you think, Oh yeah, it's, it's time to actually just keep doing this. <laughs> Yeah. Well, when I first started streaming, I think one of the big challenges for me was I was working full time and I was also doing my MBA, which was almost full time program. Right. Right. And so I didn't really have a social life outside of that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And once I started, you know, streaming and then you start to see and I'm sure, you know, like everyone who streams here, you kind of see those same people come back and you really start developing that rapport with people and relationship and they like you know start real you know like they start learning about you know like how was your day you know it becomes like what you would do with like normal with IRL friends right um and I think after a few months of feeling like I had established these friendships with incredible people that had the same interests as me in terms of gaming Mm -hmm. I was like huh Maybe I don't want to stop doing this because these people are like me because, you know, like during my MBA program and, you know, at work, you know, growing up, 
gaming wasn't really mainstream, right? Especially PC gaming. And I'm sure you're aware, you know, and it was a little difficult, you know, trying to find friends. I mean, I remember like, you know, recess elementary school, I didn't want to go outside. I wanted to play Pokemon, you know what I mean? (laughs) Right. And (laughs) you know what I mean? And it was like, you know, lucky if my teacher would let me stay in the classroom so I could play my my Game Boy, you know, because at that point, like the, L- the LED screen wasn't a thing, really. So you would go out and it'd be too bright and you'd be like, <laughs> yep. you know, trying to play it outside. So um, it was the first time that I felt like I found people who had the same interests as me. And it really felt like, oh, my God, I feel accepted, yeah. really like for the first time. And I think that's when I decided, you know, I didn't want to give up streaming, even if it was, you know, gaming, chatting, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Um, I really just wanted to continue with it. So, yeah. I I love that story. And I think that's really nice that you started making friends. You realized that these people are, are in your chat are becoming a part of your routine, just like you became a part of theirs. Mm -hmm. And decided it was it was just time to keep going and how <laughs> yeah yeah and, and I didn't really have a direction at that time because um you know I did just chatting a lot um which I felt was oh like I had no intention of doing just chatting when I started mm-hmm. right I was going to be dead by daylight and then apex came out and I wanted to be you know, do dead by daylight and apex and you know sprinkle some chatting in there but I really found it really difficult to connect with the community the way that I could with in just chatting and just focus on them, you know, and that kind of goes back into the whole, like, I'm also blind in one eye. So playing games and reading chat um, can be a little bit more challenging for me as well. But, you know, if I have just chatting and it's that 200 size font, like the maxed out, you know, on the screen, then I can actually see and focus. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I like, like how you had everything ready to go for months and then (laughs) decided like, Maybe I'll actually, actually do it. Did it just take time to get, get like used to the idea or what finally got you to hit that start stream button? The immense amount of wanting to play the game that I was too scared of, you know, that pressure like eventually built up enough for me to just press the the button. Right. And, you know, it's, it's funny because the first, because I actually didn't even play Dead by Daylight my first stream. My first stream I ever played was Hearthstone. Mm. Because I played it on my mobile. I played it, you know, enough where I was like, at least I kind of know the game where it's like not like a brand new game like Dead by Daylight. Yeah. So my first game I played was Hearthstone. And then, of course, like I had two people from IRL that were like, I'll be in chat. And I'd be like, you know, are you there? You know, like I'm going to stream. I'm so scared, you know. And so it took them. I think saying like, you got this, it's not a big deal. Like it's just you and us having a conversation. You know, it's like the two gamers I know knew IRL right. that actually like got me to click the button yeah. because yeah, it was like so nerve wracking, you know? From, from now all the way back to when you started, what do you think is the biggest things that have changed about your, your channel and your content? So much has changed actually. I think when I first started, I was definitely like, hey, guys. You know, I was very like, uh, because I don't think reading a chat and imagining, like, and, and this is how I read chat. Like, I read chat and I imagine as I'm reading it that they're saying that out loud, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't think that's necessarily something that, like, just is natural, right? Maybe for some people. 
but not for me, especially, mm-hmm. you know, it took me a long time to get comfortable with reading chat and responding in a way as if we're having like a conversation, yeah. right? That was, that, that didn't come for me. So that was probably one of them that's changed, you know, like the first time I'd be like, you know, I'd have like a little drink and be, you know, like, sip on something <laughs> and be like, hey. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, as I've gotten, I've gotten more comfortable. And so I've definitely become more talkative, more, you know, expressive, more not, I don't want to say like more myself because it's not like I wasn't at the beginning, but anytime you're trying something new, yeah, I think you're definitely, you know, just observing, feeling things out, you know, what's okay, what's not, how do people react, you know, stuff like that. So I think that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the second big change is obviously my streaming space. You know, when I first started, I was in a small, you know, like little one bedroom apartment, you know, my streaming setup was in my bedroom. I could barely even like fit my chair between with a bed and the desk. Right. So when I like got up, I'd have to like, you know, like wiggle, wiggle out, like wiggle out, just to like, you know, (laughs) get out. Um, And so that was one of the big things I think that's changed. And now I've like moved into, you know, I'm in a place now where I have literally like streaming area streaming in my kitchen and my living room, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's all kind of developed. So I think that's one of the big changes is like what my setup has become. And then I think the third, yeah, is just, I mean, I think there was always a aspect of just chatting within my stream, you know, because of the internet problems and it kind of, you know, it ended up turning into an amazing, great thing. Um, But, you know, I think like my goal when I first started streaming was, you know, I was going to stream, you know, like, oh, I didn't really start streaming, streaming until the summer or fall that year. Right. Right. I first started streaming. It was like once a week, you know, I was was in school and working full time. So it was kind of like, you know, I'll get on this week. (laughs) You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But once I like decided I wanted to have like a schedule and and actually stream, you know, even if it was just part time or as a hobby. um. I really was like, I'm going to do, you know, two or three streams a week and two of them are going to be gaming. You know, I'll do Dead by Daylight one day and then Apex the other. And then, you know, Um, so that's one of the big things that I think has changed is, you know, it's kind of evolved and suddenly it became more chatting. And then it became, you know, like adding in things like pumpkin carving. And then it became like, oh, you know, Lego. And, you know, like we did a couple cooking streams for, you know, Thanksgiving, you know, we've done that for several years now. And it became like, a, ooh, I actually kind of like this, even though before I didn't really like the idea of like cooking, because like, as a woman, it's like, you know, you want, you didn't want to like fill what like society, right. You know, those like, expectations. the expectations of that. And that's like why I didn't want to do just chatting and, mm-hmm. um, you know, cooking as much at first, but you know, yeah. I think as over time you become comfortable with yourself and who you are and you say, Hey, I actually do like these things and it's okay if I'm a woman and I'm doing them right. I got to do what makes me happy. We have some questions in the chat. Uh, yeah. let's see. Goddess of D says, how have the connections you met within Twitch changed your life, both within Twitch and in, and in real life? Well, I would say now most of my IRL friends are from Twitch now. Mm. Kind of weird. My boyfriend, I met through Twitch. Even like my best friend, Taylor, she also streams on Twitch. I met her several years ago. Um, We do different content, but we get along so amazingly. I didn't know I could connect with like another woman in that way. Even like, I'll I'll give an example. Like one of, I did like a sub um, meetup trip at Disneyland before COVID happened. And I became friends with like so many of those people that I literally went out for two weeks and I gave 
one of my friends, which is, you know, a subscriber in the community, my keys. And I was like, here, wow. make sure to check on my house. So yeah. yeah, yeah. And so like, I've really become just like, and, and so yeah, and he would like come and, you know, check on my house and water my plants when I had this like big, long road trip. And so I don't necessarily see anymore as much. And obviously that takes time. I don't really see like, there's like IRL friends for me and Twitch friends because right. the people I spend the most time with IRL are all people I've met off Twitch. You know, right. even like Fred, I met last weekend at Bricks and Minifix. So it's like, <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> you know, so it's kind of like, you know, of course you have to be, you have to be a little cautious and you have to like, make sure, you know, you know, person's sane and like all that kind of stuff. And, you know, make sure you're meeting, especially as a woman, you know, meeting people in, in the right context and places. But, but yeah, for me, it's really become all of my IRL friends are all people that I've met with, you know, in with, with, with Twitch. That's a, that's a unique situation. I think that not most Twitch streamers end up in. And so that's really cool to hear that, like, they've essentially merged these, these, yeah. like they've become your Twitch friends. The folks you meet on Twitch have become your, your IRL friends. And so, right. Does that process seem any, any different to you? I imagine, you know, the, the whole idea of parasocial relationships, right? Your, your viewers may know more about you than you may know more about them at first. Mm -hmm. Was there any kind of, like getting to know all of them, did that affect how you were you were learning more about them or was it just natural? How did that all kind of form for you? It's kind of weird because I feel like it was very natural. You know, just because of the way that I did chat, it was always about how are you? You know, how was your day? Like that was really always my focus for my just chatting portion. You know, like some people like, have different, you know, maybe they're just chatting, they're reacting to stuff, or maybe, you know, and they're just chatting and they're, you know, talking about a game specifically or movies. But like my main focus for just chatting was always getting to know the people who spend time with me, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, those two or three days a week, you know, at night after work. And so there are still people that I haven't met, but I know, I know their brothers and sisters and like how their new job starting where they like not to be weird, but where they live, you know, like, right. You know how they're, you know, like you start to develop those. And of course it's not like everyone in my community, Absolutely. you know, yeah. it's, you know, that's people that have been there longer, this and that, but mm -hmm. you really do start to form, you know, of course there are some parasocial aspects here and there. Mm -hmm. um, but once you start playing games with people, once you start getting in, you know, discord chats and you start meeting up and you see them at TwitchCon and like you have this, you know, it's not just a screen separating you anymore. Right. You really have real world experience with them. And I think that's when you start having these like Twitch friends starting to merge into more of that IRL type of friend. And, you know, like people I count on, for example, the job I have now, one of my mods actually was my referral because, you know, like I work in, you know, aerospace. So you have to get like, you know, for special clearances, you have to get like letters and stuff of like character and stuff like that. And yeah. one of my mods off all like offered that wow. and was was my person, one of my people for that. So. So, yeah, I, I think it does take time. It's not something that like, oh, they just subscribe for three months and suddenly it's like, yeah, you're my friend, you know, <laughs> like, you know, I'm not saying that, right. you know, and of course, with moderators and other, you know, people you do a little bit more closer relationships with but yeah, yeah i think it's you know something that over time does can develop yeah 
And I, maybe I, I missed it or forgot. How how long have you been streaming? My first stream ever was January 2019. So nice. we just passed four years, you know, since my first stream. Actively streaming, I didn't really start actively streaming until that summer. Yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been four years now, and it goes by quick. It's kind of like I was joking with you know some of the mods, like I have a four year degree in streaming now. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you I finally I have graduated. A in streaming, yeah, I finally yeah, graduated. You that's know, that's awesome. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long, you know, haul. I know you said you also have been streaming, or you took a break here and there when we were talking yeah. before. How long have you been streaming? I started in 2017. Okay, so even before me, wow. Yeah, I started in 2017. It was the before times. It was before there was even affiliates and things like that. I got affiliate, I think, later that year when it rolled out. Mm -hmm. And then I streamed all the way through 2018, so about a good year. And then I took about nine, ten months off. And then okay. I came. I came back early 2020. Does that timeline work? Somewhere around then. I started kind of getting back into it. And then the COVID happened. And then I found myself with more time to do it. And so I started mm -hmm. doing it more. So, yeah, roughly almost six years. It'll be like six years this summer total. But like five of them I've been streaming. And then I took, because I mm -hmm. took that block of time away. It's definitely changed. Mm -hmm. Switch in general in those few years. Even just the last two years. It's kind of crazy to see. How different it is when I first started streaming and I would stream and just chatting, people would be like, when are you going to play a game? You know, like, when are you, you know, are you gaming tonight or not? You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, and now it's like the biggest streamers on the platform are just chatting streamers, you know, and it's mm -hmm. just, it's just weird to kind of see how that shift has happened over time. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a great thing to point out because for a very long time, all the top categories were games. Yeah, like you said, over the last couple of years, just chatting has taken over. It's one of the most streamed to and watched categories on the platform. It's uh I remember I remember those days too where I I never had considered the thought of just chatting when it rolled out and I was like, I don't know if I could, uh, and you know, <laughs> it, it wasn't even anything about the category. It was more about like, I don't think people want to listen to what I have to say about stuff. Like, I, don't, right. like, I mean, <laughs> I was like, I talked during my gaming and game, people are going to pay attention to the, to my gaming. This was like a more of like four or five years ago. And I was, I was like, there's, if you asked me if, if I would ever host a podcast, let alone do a just chatting stream, I never would have said that would have happened because I would have said, I don't think people would want to listen to me talk about things, but right. uh, here we are. <laughs> right. Right. And now it's, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's crazy how it's grown. And now people don't even like bad an eye. Yeah. You know, if you just do just chatting, literally a lot of, yeah. Like you said, a lot of the top streamers are just chat, like just chatting streamers or a lot of mm -hmm. gaming streams have become just chatting streamers. But I think that goes to, that I think it's because you can connect a little bit more easily potentially uh -huh. with your community in that category versus, you know, focusing on a game and going back and forth. Right. We got a, we got another question. That's, that's a follow-up to some of what we've been chatting about here. How have you learned to implement boundaries in your relationships through Twitch? What was it different than your real life uh, relationships? 
implement boundaries? Um, are we talking like specifically maybe about like people that have gotten like weird or oh, levels of trust? <laughs> yeah. Levels of trust. Oh, um, I think honestly, the biggest thing is like time. Right. And, you know, the longer, you know, someone and it's like, you know, you kind of want to like feed people a little bit, you know, a little bit more every time, you know, it's like suddenly it's like, you know, not a lot of people know where I work specifically. Right. My mods do. My mods have my address, you know, just in case of emergencies happen, you know, stuff like that. But like those levels of trust take, you know, I've been streaming for four years, you know, at least two to three years for that to actually like happen. And it becomes like a, yeah, I, I think it's more of like a trust and tidbits. And, and as you grow within your relationship, it's all about this level. I, I look at it like a video game, right? <laughs> in some sense, or you have like, you're leveling up, right? Maybe they know, you know, at first, Maybe they know, I don't know, like maybe my cult, my favorite color. Or I don't know. Just right. like a normal friend, you know? And then you start getting to know them. Oh, what's your favorite food? And then, you know, you just get to know them as a person. What, you know, like, I don't want to, does it sound weird? Like what state you yeah. live in and all that you know, stuff, you know? But it makes sense. Um, makes yeah. Sense. I think it's just more of like a leveling up and then time. And then there's like times in my life, especially with my moms, mm -hmm. that, you know, things have happened, right? Whether it's like, um, emergencies have happened in my life, personal stuff. And, you know, you get to a point where it's like, I don't feel comfortable sharing, you know, like maybe the death of my grandmother with, you know, these people. And, you know, maybe I need, I need someone to talk to because I can't just keep these things inside. So, um, and I think definitely, you know, like my mods, I only have four mods. And I think it's because I ha I do feel like they are my best friends. And I don't know if that's not like a good or a bad thing, honestly. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's just it's just something that I feel like over time kind of develops and you play games and you know, it's just kind of like a normal friendship. I don't know. Right. Just over time yeah. as you get to know them and get more comfortable. Yeah. That interpersonal level of of sharing uh, gets easier. Right. And like, right. and like, I feel like for most of my mods, if I actually needed something IRL, like I needed them to come to my house and help me in an emergency that they would. Mm -hmm. And like, that's that level of, of trust, you know, like I've developed over with, you know, with my mod, you know, fam, but that definitely isn't something that just happens over a couple streams, you know? Right. Takes time. Takes time. Yeah. As well as, like you said, playing games or just talking to them through your, your streams. and Yeah. Or even like I was on my way home last night. You know, I had a two-hour commute because of traffic. And, you know, I live in Southern California, so it can get a little crazy. And, mm -hmm. you know, we just jump in a Discord call and talk, you know, and about very real, you know, world things for me. You know, mm -hmm. things that I may be struggling with, you know, within myself. And, you know, just like, yeah. So it's just like calling up your friends, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for thanks for sharing all of that i know that we don't get an opportunity to talk about how we we think about some of these things whether it's how we approach other people in our community or how close we are to to some of our mods and regulars so thank you for sharing a lot of that and this this insight is is i think really useful for a lot of people out there right like twitch really is i was not expecting Twitch to become for me, like what has become, right? Like when I first started, it was like, I'm going to meet some friends and we're going to play games. And 
you know, there's been times in my life where, you know, I don't want to get, you know, too TMI where I've been in, you know, not very good relationships, maybe like abusive, where I had my community and my mods and not my community, like know so much about what was happening, but my mods did, you know, and my mods sent me stuff, even friends from the community or like, you know, the person I told you about that came over to my house to check on things. And, you know, when I was out for two weeks, you know, stuff like that. It's like, yeah. And I think about like my IRL friends, like would they have even been there the way my mods were, you know? So it's very special. Yeah. (laughs) You would say, you would say it's life-changing, right? It is a hundred percent life-changing. Like I feel like the day, like, you know, and I think people pick this day just because it's like, this is the time where you invite a lot of people. I think about like, if I ever do get married, like, of course Mm -hmm. I would invite all my mods. Of course there's people in the community that are like VIP that, that I would invite because those are like the people that have changed my life, you know, probably the most in these past four years now, you know, I've been through a lot. Um, and maybe I don't talk about it so much, but you know, while I've been streaming, I've gotten a new job. I've moved, I've been in and out. Well, not in and out. I don't want to say it like that, but like, you know, I was in a pretty not good relationship. You know, I was single Now I'm in a great relationship, you know, with another streamer you know what I mean so it's like um you know I've I've you know I graduated from my with my MBA I've had like another dog you know it's just it like everything that you can think of like has has happened within these four years and even during the bad times it's kind of like you know my community was what like helped me through and then COVID right like just everything everyone dealt with COVID yeah that was a time that I think about like if I didn't stream or I didn't have people to game with like what would i have done yeah. i'm sure a lot of us feel that way too yeah yeah i i can i can say the same for myself i think if it wasn't for my community and the the people in it while that whole thing was going on it would have been a lot tougher to cope with yeah. uh you know all things aside from like what i was doing on stream which served as a nice distraction but it was actually the people there that made it really just bearable honestly mm-hmm. to deal yeah. with being you know especially when everything just went into lockdown like i was like i'm not going anywhere i got nowhere to be because <laughs> yeah. we're all hanging out <laughs> yeah guess we're all gonna hang out and play some games so let's, let's do this right and yeah yeah um, absolutely it's been it's definitely taken twists and turns these past four years but i wouldn't change it for the world if you could go back and talk to Mads at the very beginning of the streaming journey, would you would you tell her anything? Oh yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Let me take yeah. a sip. Yeah. Um I would probably tell her that and I you know, I, I know a lot of women face a lot of things when you put yourself on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I would say Don't worry about what you look like. Don't worry about what you wear. Don't worry about what games you play. If you're playing the right, you know, like if you're doing the right things, because I truly believe you need to just do things that make you happy because I think a lot of people go through this, but I think women, especially you go through this, like you're never going to win. You're never going to please everyone. For instance, a lot. I think the reason I took a step back from, gaming and that like gaming content as my stream focus 
is because a lot of times women as like gaming creators can't win. Right. And what I mean by that is if you're amazing, people will tell you you're getting carried or people only watch you because of the way you look. And if you're losing, you know, you feel that pressure to like not be the like what people think, you know, women who game are right. Especially like with apex and, you know, those types of games. And so I think my advice would just be to do what makes you happy. You know, like I didn't do cooking, for example, because it was like, that was what women do. Right. Like, I don't want to fill that, you know, that, um, spot. So I think, and in general, just, you know, wear what makes you feel comfortable, do what makes you happy. And just know no matter what, that you are going to get hate because of the way you were born and you just have to accept that and, you know, persevere. So I would say that's probably what I would tell myself. And I wish it wasn't like that. And I think there, there will be a time when it becomes more normalized, you know, but I mean, there's just a lot of um, hate in the world towards, you know, a lot of different, you know, people based on like religion, color, you know, how you identify. And you just, you have to say that does not define me. And at the end of the day, I need to do what makes me happy. And I have the friends around me who will support me. Thank you for sharing that. I, th- I, I, I completely agree. And like, I'll, ne- I'll never understand what it's, it's like as a woman, you know, going through what you're, what you go through and, and many others on Twitch and, and, the internet the on the internet like if like you said earlier right just putting yourself out there is right makes makes things tough it can be scary there's things like even i am you know dating a you know a, a male streamer now you know there are so many differences that i didn't realize until we started dating like how comfortable he is just you know, I don't want to throw anyone in the bus or whatever, but just like how comfortable, you know, you know, he can say the area that he lives in more comfortably than I can. And I don't think that's something that you should ever share. Um, And so that was like one of the conversations we had to have a, you know, talk about of like, Hey, I have a real, like as a woman, I need to think about these things. Like, would you mind instead of saying like a general area, maybe say Southern California, you know, or California versus, you know, Right. Like you might be okay, but there's things that I need to worry about, like stalkers or, you know, people showing up, you know, that maybe he doesn't or even just, you know, yeah, it's, you know, there's, there's things that there's like a lot of different battles that people face based on, you know, how they're born. And it's sad that, you know, we have to, but I would say, yeah, it's just, you got to do what makes you happy and be safe. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely be safe. I think that's, that's the big thing. We talked about how you got into Twitch and and how you've evolved as a streamer over time. One thing I want to commend you on, and you brought this up earlier, is all the different places like within your home that you can stream from. (laughs) I think it's cool that you have your setup like for your your cooking stream or like when you do your, your Lego or just chatting that you have a very flexible like ability to just change literally like physically change up the space you're in like walk off camera go to the other space <laughs> i remember i remember uh that's like i said i think the set like the, the second time i saw you you were doing 
you're doing cooking you're like okay we're gonna go we're gonna go over here and like you you know you push the button and you're like you walk on the screen to another room i'm like that is so great but how how long did it take you to get to that setup over the years like when oh. when did that occur for you once i moved so when i was in my old apartment it was still the corner of my bedroom right and yeah. that shifted a little bit right so it became like oh streaming is something i should you know you know i, I like i should do more you know what i mean yeah and so then i started getting rid of like end tables in my bedroom <laughs> so, like, you know another desk space you know because i wanted to do painting um mm-hmm. so that's something that i also started getting back into through twitch and what the problem was you know i got a new job you know, Twitch started to give me a little extra income. At that point, I was like, okay, I would like to move into a little bit of a larger space so I can have like my own space separate from, you know, working from home, my bedroom, you know, like I wanted to have that separation. So, cause I was like tired of getting paint on my mattress or like my, my bedspread, <laughs> you know, every time I did like a Bob Ross painting, right? Like, right. you know, it was, it was like, okay, maybe it's okay. And I really, and this is like part of why I even say like streaming for me was really life changing was because the income that I made from streaming at that point just Mm -hmm. gave me that extra little income that afforded me that bigger apartment space to stream from. Yeah. And so specifically, you know, when I first started, I was like, just looking for like a two bedroom. I wasn't looking, I was like, I wanted a room for, you know, sleeping and streaming. I wanted those to be <laughs> to be separate. Right. And, you know, so I was actually in my other, you know, the second bedroom when I first started streaming. And then, you know, it became a thing of like, well, why don't we do, you know, cooking streams? And um, I was like, okay, yeah. And so I'd have like a laptop and I would have like a whole separate setup, but it was like, and you know how hard it would be to like set up a second setup mm-hmm. to start doing those things. And so after about a year of being in the room and then setting up every time we did cooking, which is like once a month or every other month, you know, that kind of thing. And I was like, okay, maybe I need to move my setup. Like, you know, <laughs> so that I can just have it connected to, you know, the kitchen or like right by because I have the layout in my home for that. So I moved it into here. And, you know, it's a little bit big of a space even too. It's like, this is technically my dining room, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. but I have made it, you know, my, my stream room, right. Because there's supposed to be like right here, um, there's like a bar, right. Where you have like stools. So you could like eat at the bar and yeah. kitchen and stuff like that. But that's like taken over by like a piano and, you know, cameras <laughs> and stuff like that now. And so it made it way more simple to just have, you know, cooking streams more often because, I was tired of spending money on DoorDash. I didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. You know, I like the idea. I watched the Great British Baking Show and I was like, ooh, do I like cooking now more? <laughs> you know, it was kind of like a moment of, you know, maybe I should implement it more in my streams because I like, you know, the idea of having, you know, like unprocessed foods or, you know, things. Right. And if I can do content out of this hobby or passion of mine and share that with others who may be like experiencing the same things. Cause like, I think as gamers, we can get very comfortable with just saying like, I'll just order this, you know, I'll just, oh, you know, yeah. I'll just get something delivered. Right. I'm, I'm doing a raider. I'm doing, you know, I'm ranking up and I don't want to like have to worry about cooking. Right. Yeah. Um, and it kind of forced me also to stream it more and to like, and, and to cook more instead of ordering DoorDash and spending that extra money and budgeting better and, yeah, you know, stuff like that. So that's yeah. how my kitchen came into my stream setup. 
And then I kind of, you know, was filling up my space with like a piano and I have a cart here and this, and I have like a couch for the doggos and, you know, Mm. I have my painting. And then I was like, well, maybe there's a living room now. You know, I like to do Lego over there. How hard would it be to, (laughs) you know, that's where I do it when I'm not on stream. How hard would we just like hook up another camera? Yeah. You know, and it's like, and it becomes like an evolved process. It's never something that I intended to happen. Just kind of occurred. Yeah. It just kind of occurred. And as I <laughs> didn't want to become bored with doing the same thing on stream all the time, you know, like yeah. not that there's anything wrong with that. Like, but for me, what makes stream exciting, you know, some people get excited by playing their favorite game every stream, right? Like right. And getting on and playing that same game. What gets me excited about streaming is, you know, Tuesday night, I'm going to just work on some Lego after work. And then Saturday, we're going to, you know, work on a Bob Ross and we're going to, you know, do some more Lego and play Apex. You know, like the variety of streaming for me helps it continue to make it exciting and something that I want to do. And so that's kind of how it like developed. Yeah. That's an incredible story. And I, I, <laughs> it it was born out of necessity from what it sounds like, right? You were yeah. tired of doing DoorDash. You were tired of ordering in. You're like, I'm going to cook my own meals. And then I think like many streamers and content creators do were like, can we, can we, can we stream that? Or can I, <laughs> yeah. can I turn this into something? What was the response from your community when you started doing cooking more? regularly oh i think they loved it i think especially though when i started obviously i wasn't as good and like there's still some things i'm the type where i'm like frick it i don't need to like even cut this this way i'm gonna just you know like, even the way like i do garlic or use scissors to cut things you know <laughs> like, <it's> like <laughs> yeah. instead of a knife you know i think like you know i'm still very much myself in a sense but i understand how things go together with cooking in terms of like garlic and onion and like i know that but I've definitely kept who I am at the core. Like, I'm not trying to be a cooking show, right? I'm not trying to, like, when I do cooking. Right. I'm just mad. I'm just, like, I'm a gamer. I'm a Lego builder. I want to have some nice chicken pasta. Let's use the scissors and make it easy, you know? I don't want to <laughs> have to dirty another knife. I'll just rinse this off, you know? And I think <laughs> the response, you know, and I think, you know, when I first started streaming cooking, the scuffness of it was kind of the appeal. <laughs> you know right. like setting off i did i did a thanksgiving dinner i, I will never forget the stream i did a thanksgiving dinner but of course i started at like 10 p.m because it's like mm-hmm. you know that's my time that i can after work and i was up till 4 a.m cooking thanksgiving dinner you know and then i like was making brussels sprouts and the fire alarm went off and it's like 4 a.m and then like the chaos <laughs> and everything was just happening <laughs> you know and it's just like i'm like fanning and it's like 4 a.m like my neighbors probably hate me my neighbors probably hate me <laughs> you know um over time, I think, you know, and it's and it's hard because I feel like it does take time to build a type of community that you want that will watch you kind of do anything, right? Their response was really great. And I've, uh, you know, from what I've been told, it's even inspired some other people in the community to, you know, like start making their own pasta, for instance. Like that's one of the things that I love the most about cooking is making my own pasta now instead of box pasta, mm-hmm. you know, because you know, it's, it's better for you. Um, and so I've been showing people it's actually really easy, you know, and I think that's, you know, like I'm learning cooking is also part of the appeal for my, like the community as well. It's like, oh, maybe, maybe this isn't as hard or like I can do this, you know? And I think that's why, you know, it works. And you touched on something that I think is really, really excellent to point out is that when you grow your community to a certain point, 
whether it's it's a combination of time or just size, but some combo of that, they are totally cool watching us do different things, whether it be starting cooking, uh, cooking stream regularly or Lego or something that's wildly different than what we used to do. I mean, I started as a traditional game streamer and then mm-hmm. of course doing all the other things that I do and much like, like your story. Uh, and then you, you got into cooking and, and Lego and, and things like that. So that's really, I will say the one thing though, about doing it that way is that, you know, you don't grow as fast either. You know what I mean? Like when you pick one game or one activity or whatever that is, and you just do that every stream, every time for year after year, you definitely have, you know, the ability to, you know, roll a little bit more. You know, sometimes I'll get people that only like to watch cooking or, you know, some people only come when I watch, you know, play Apex or, you know, now I've got people that only come when I do Lego. So I think there's like, you know, my happiness, and I think this should be for every streamer, happiness should be the most important part of streaming, Mm -hmm. right? But it does come back, you know, come with some drawbacks of, you know, you know, growing as a content creator. And then you have to really like, you know, say, is growing more important or is happiness more important and being excited to stream more important? Yeah. And, you know, luckily I have a full-time job, so I don't really have to focus on that. But I think that's something to like be aware of for anyone who is thinking or who has been streaming or is starting to stream. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a harder route, but for me, it's like more rewarding. Thank you for for iterating that point because it's it's very true. It's 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 just it's deciding what is the most important, right? Whether you're super focused on you know, growth or you're super focused on hey, I just I just want to play this one game or I just mm-hmm. want to do all of these things, right? And mm-hmm. as you said, there's there's a so it, it depends on the route you go and it, it will affect your journey one way or mm-hmm. another. Right. And I think that's just to keep in mind, you know, yeah. for anyone who's who's streaming because, you know, it doesn't necessarily, and I think a lot of people, and I even, you know, have looked at this, a lot of people will like look back and be like, oh, you know, they feel defeated if like their viewership's a little bit lower. And it's something that as I continue to stream, you just have to be comfortable with that aspect of streaming too. And like, I've gotten to a point where I like, I don't even look, I don't even know how many viewers I have at a time. Like, I don't even know, like I rarely even check, you know, what my viewership is anymore because it's like, you got to do what makes you happy or you're not going to like survive or like, you know, it's just going to be, it's just going to like drain you. Yeah. It becomes another thing you may not look forward to. If like a chore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A whole nother, yeah. I I've ran into so many other creators over time that have kind of gotten lost in that whole thing, whether they're really focused on growing their community or they're just, you know, that that twitch grind that some of them that some 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 yeah. of us get stuck in and uh, yeah. they kind of forget what made them do it to begin with. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think that's partially why even I started Lego recently, you mm. know, is because as much as I love, you know, for me, it's like, I need the variety and, you know, going on apex every Friday, you know, or, you know, trying to do games or, you know, the thought of doing games was really kind of scary because it was like, I felt like I was putting on this pressure. I'm a very competitive person. 
And I just felt like I was putting on this pressure for me to perform a certain way as a woman, especially, right? Because mm-hmm. you didn't want to feel what it meant to be a female gamer, right? When I started doing Lego on stream, it's like the first thing, even cooking, right? Like, not that like, I'm way more comfortable now, but even when you start cooking, you know, there's still this pressure of like, oh my God, like, they're going to think I suck at cooking. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're going to be like, you know, like, right. you don't even know how to boil pasta, you know? Um <laughs> You know, there you put these this pressure on yourself. But I think with Lego and why I'm so passionate about doing it mm-hmm. is because there's really no right or wrong yeah. way to build Lego, right? You can have a set, but you don't have to do that the way the instructions even are, right? Mm-hmm. You can build, you could build, you know, a tiger out of the modular if you really wanted to, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's why Lego has really appealed to me more recently mm. is because it's like the first thing I've felt in a long time where I don't feel this pressure. I mean, like, of course you feel this pressure to like, I at least need to try to get one bag done maybe, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, But it's like right. a little bit different of like just enjoying the experience rather than what I'm actually doing, if that makes sense. How did you get into Lego? Like what made you decide to start building on stream or like before how far apart were they lego has been in my life for a long time mm-hmm. um you know i remember when i was very very young maybe seven or eight going over to my cousin's house and they had their you know castle sets and you know all that kind of stuff and i was like oh this is so cool but <laughs> um you know it wasn't necessarily like i was still more into like pokemon and those types of things so like doing lego with my cousins was something that i would do occasionally growing up and then my mom had my brother and I was like, I, I was a little bit older than him at the time. So it was like my mom got remarried and, you know, they wanted to have, you know, a baby. So my brother came along and then my brother was really into things like trains and planes, the airports. And of course they have like Lego city. So right. they started getting them all that. And so around middle school for me, when I started becoming interested and then they had like the Hogwarts that's come out and like my whole family's like super into, you know, Harry Potter and stuff like that. So Lego has really been in my life mm-hmm. for a long, long time. But then it wasn't until on stream, we were talking about Star Wars. We were talking about, you know, the movies and, you know, you know, like Ben Solo and Kylo and they did them wrong in the movie, you know, that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> right. Um, and some someone mentioned randomly, and I'll never forget this stream. Um, someone mentioned like, oh, they have the Kylo Ren shuttle Lego set. And I was like, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, I didn't think about it at the time, you know, being it like, you know, making it my content or part of my content. I was like, okay. And I looked at it and it was kind of expensive, you know, for my budget. Because obviously, you know, like we all have budgets for the most part, unless, you know, you're, you're you know. You got maybe you got your own thing going, but for me, like it was like, oh, it was like, you know, it's like a hundred dollars or a little over. And I was like, I just don't know if I have it in my budget, you know, right now, but like maybe eventually, right? And someone was like, Can you just do a donut go for it? <laughs> and I was like, Uh, okay, I, I guess, guess I can. And I did a donut go, and immediately someone just donated the money to get the get it. <laughs> and I was like, Okay. Um, I guess we're going to end the Kylo Ren shuttle. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, it, and so it became, you know, and I remember, you know, like, I, again, it had been a couple of years since I had done any Lego building. Right. Um, and I am one of those people when I stream, I'm very clumsy and I don't know why, but like I'll knock, you know, I've walked, knocked wine glasses on my keyboards, everyone, uh, keyboard, like 
I'm very messy. So I remember just like being like, I'm going to put this on my floor so I can't drop pieces. Mm-hmm. And I just like put it in my floor and we did like that. He's this camera and everyone's like, you know, I'm like just on my floor trying to like put this Kylo Ren shuttle together. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> That's great. I'm like, can they see the instructions? Can they see, you know, you know, like I'm worried about all this kind of stuff. Um, and it took like hours just to get like one bag done. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how Lego started on stream. And then of course, like the botanical collections came out and I'm a big, I love, I'm a plant lady. I'm, uh, it's like my whole family. It's like, I think I'm, I, I got it genetically. <laughs> um, you know, my sister went to school for it. Like she did plant genetics and horticulture minor. Like, you know, my, my grandmother's part of the American Rose Society. Like, you know, like plants have always been, but I never felt like I had the green thumb, but then with Lego, release their yeah. botanical collection with, you know, the bonsai and what was it, the, uh, the bouquet. It's like, huh, you know? And so that's like really, I think when a couple of years ago, when I really started getting back into it. And I remember I did like a TikTok like two years ago, all of it, you know what I mean? Of like just building it together and stuff like that. And I guess the rest is history. Yeah. And then of course, like, you know, Minecraft Lego and we built the Minecraft pigs. I liked Minecraft too. We played Minecraft on stream too. And Having those two botanical and Minecraft specifically, I think, and then of course Nintendo, mm-hmm. having like getting the gaming side of me and the you know the plant lady part of me, you know, like <laughs> into like little plastic, you know, art. I was like, ooh, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of gone from there. How long? How long ago was that? Uh, well, I think I started getting into botanical. Did the whenever those sets came out, like twenty twenty, somewhere around there. Yeah, so it's been a couple of years, but I really didn't start doing it completely until like okay so funny story i remember finding it very difficult to find lego streamers like i didn't even realize people streamed lego and makers and crafting i only saw you know a few streamers do lego here and there and just chatting and i don't know why but ace was actually the first lego streamer i found and i followed him probably like a year ago i don't know something like that it's it's been a little bit and i remember i would just lurk like i'm obviously i'm like i'm not one of those people. i'm scared to talk in new chats right like so i would just i just lurk <laughs> but it was yeah. like oh my god you know so i would just watch you know ace and, and that's actually eventually how i met you just like build yeah. lego but i you know i never really thought about it as like doing as my content because i was like yeah. well i do cooking and i do apex and you know i do sims and we like you know we do all that kind of stuff but then I tried it and I didn't realize how many people in my community already did Lego. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> if you guys like it, then like, I like it. Well, then why don't we, you know, yeah, like, why don't we keep doing we'll it. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. And that's, uh, that's kind of how it became, you know, a thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm getting is it didn't really change a whole lot for your community. No, no. I mean, like, I, I think that's like, like, whenever you try something as a streamer, that's new. Yeah. Right. There's always the are people not going to like it. Is it going to affect, you know, not that I like focus on this, but like, are people actually going to watch it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, because there's been things or like games where it's like people would be like, oh, yeah, you should do this. And then you do it. And it's like, do you guys really want that? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, and and so that was kind of for me at first, you know, and as I've gotten, you know, more into streaming, the more I've realized, like, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. I need to do it if it makes me happy. Because, like, you know, like. No yep. point in doing stuff that doesn't. So, and so yeah, that's always like, a, like a thing in the back of your head when you do something new. Where it's like, 
heavy breathing. Like, am yeah. I just gonna like, I still get the anxiety. I don't know if you do or if any other streamers do. I still get the anxiety every time I push the go live button. If like people are going to show up for stream. Oh yeah. Like that hasn't changed after four years. You yeah. know, it's like, is this the stream that I'm talking to myself? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, not that like I necessarily expect that, but sometimes like it's a, it's a worry. You know, it's a worry. Yeah. You know, I, I go through it too. Yeah. Even after what five six years, I still go through that. Yeah, there are like days it, where it doesn't go away. Yeah, there are days where I'm like, "Is is anyone gonna show up?" <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and I think it like yeah, I mean, it's still a very real thing, and it doesn't yeah, it doesn't necessarily go away. But overall, mm-hmm. you've just kind of been like, well, at least if no one shows up, I can just build Lego, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like I can out entertain myself with Lego or cooking, you know, all this stuff. <laughs> glitter girl was asking about your favorite builds we kind of talked about this earlier but yeah yeah uh, we'll 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 touch really quickly on it the botanical sets right yeah yeah botanical i have all of them i still need to build the two new ones i'm actually probably gonna build the wildflower one after this actually wildflower bouquet yeah um so all the botanicals I've been really into like the Minecraft ones, the small Minecraft ones. Like I have the Fox Lodge and the Mushroom House and Bee Cottage over here, you know. Of course, I have a couple, the Kylo Ren shuttle. You can't see it's like <laughs> above the Lunar Lander right here. It's like above that one. Probably that one just because it's the nostalgia for me and doing it on the stream. And then, uh, yeah, the modulars have become like, oh, they just pull my heart strings. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love them so much. I love modulars. Is that, is that yeah. what your, your focus is? is right now is just building those out i think so i think my focus is probably a lego city um and i want to do lighting kits so that's like you know i'm gonna turn my living room into like a lego building room in lego city situation yeah (laughs) um i'm lucky i live with someone who's okay with that (laughs) so you know and he supports it so you know i I can imagine you if you're with someone who maybe you know, it's like, what the hell, you know, <laughs> but yeah. you know, um, I'm lucky that I'm with someone who's just so supportive of everything I do. If I wanted to make a Lego home. He'd be like, yeah, let's do it. You do know, it. <laughs> so, you know, it's really important to have people. And, that, and that's another side note. It's really important to have people in your life, whether it's significant others or friends that support you in what you want to do and that make you happy. My, my, my partner, she's absolutely same, same deal. Like yeah. supportive of my Lego habit, my streaming, like, and I, I, I honestly think that for any creator mm-hmm. who wants to do this and who wants to just make it a part of their, their life in a meaningful way, whether it's as a full-time streamer or just, you know, I think like you and I is just a big part of what we do, even though it's not our our career it's important to have like if you have a partner or you have someone close in your life uh that you get that that right in or that support right and even before we you know we've been dating you know the summer will be two years you know even before then my best friend taylor of course she does like different content than me but she was always you know she always thinks you know like oh your room i love you know what are you gonna do and just having someone who's genuinely interested and it's not that like your community's not but having those people in your life, IRL or on Twitch, that you can bounce ideas off and like, you know, that are supportive of you is just so important, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know, and it makes me sad to think that there are people in life that, that don't have that, 
And yeah. that, you know, streaming then is like 10 times harder because it's like, you're not only you have to deal with like a lot of things with streaming that I don't think people realize like negativity, harassment, like, you know, I think the really interesting thing too is that you can have 10 nice comments and one negative comment. And I think as human beings, we're just going to focus on that one negative. Mm-hmm. And like having that support system is really important to be like, you know, don't worry about that person. You know what I mean? Like do what you want, wear what you want. You know what I mean? Do what makes you happy. And I think it's really important and not really talked about enough. It's it's those particular things that just, I think, stick stick out and make it really tough to potentially deal with right because Mm -hmm. streaming is hard for many different reasons but then you have to like layer that on there there's there is it's such a challenging thing in general just to like from a technological standpoint from like you know we touched on public speaking or just addressing people like while Mm -hmm. you're live that's tough and then to layer on these other things uh and then you get for some like you said, some people they don't they don't have a that kind of support, which makes it even tougher and more difficult mm-hmm. to deal with. Well, I think too with streaming, that is different than any other platform as it's live. Mm-hmm. Right. I remember first, you know, like it wasn't until for me that I got around like 20 average viewership that the trolls and the negative comments, you know, would just mm-hmm. like pop on your screen. And I remember thinking, why would someone want to say that to someone? Like, how does that help? And I remember thinking like, this is so different than like Instagram or like YouTube where you get a comment, but you don't even look at it real time. You yeah. have that like separation, but you were like in the moment reading negative things about yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know, I feel like for me, you know, and then you have mods and and they help with that. Right. But I feel like for me, that was one of the hardest parts about learning to stream was trying to take that feedback, even if it's not like true or real or whatever. Right. Right. And like trying to deal with that without saying anything or, you know, like showing that. Right. Because then they've won. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think as a woman that was, you know, was something that, you know, for streaming is very, very different than any other type of, you know, social media or online digital media. Yeah. It's definitely harder because like you said, it's like, it's in real time. It's happening in that moment. So when you read that message, you have to figure out how to address it in that moment. Right. Or Or do you? Or yeah, like you said, like in, in a lot of cases, in most cases, don't don't address it don't give them that satisfaction right of Mm -hmm. letting them impact you with whatever it is they said so yeah right and 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 i think that's where you know wonderful mod teams and you know i've always said like i couldn't do it without them right like there's been times where i've called off stream because i didn't feel like mentally or emotionally i could handle any negative comments that day right Mm -hmm. like i couldn't deal with you know the weirdo, you know, like that just says you get some pretty disgusting things said to you as a streamer, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that is something that, you know, I don't want to say like, Oh, you become immune to it. Or you like, you get used to it. Cause I don't think that's, that should be the way it is, but mm-hmm. um, you really learn how to cope. I think that's the best way to say is like, how do you cope with it? 
Um, and everyone, every streamer is different in that regard, right? <laughs> streaming life. <laughs> streaming, streaming life. Is there, is there anything that you wish people knew about streaming that you don't think most people think about, whether they're just a viewer or someone who's thinking about getting into it, but has never done it themselves? Would there be any kind of, like, here's something you should know that you probably didn't know? Yeah, there's a couple things, I guess. Okay. I think one, and I think I kind of mentioned this before, when we first started streaming, it was very different, mm-hmm. right? You could get on, you could just click the go live button, and you could just grow. Mm-hmm. You know, you just had your schedule, you showed up. Now, streaming is not stream. You can, no one can really just be a streamer anymore. Mm-hmm. You're a content creator. You have to do the work on the other socials, probably even more than streaming itself. Yeah. Right. Like you need to grow your community off, you know, TikTok and Instagram and uh, YouTube and Twitter. And, you know, it's even something that I'm learning because before, you know, and what I really liked about streaming was you really do have in my mind, the most genuine connection with your community. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when you post on Instagram, it could be like, oh, I look cute today. I'm going to post this picture. People comment whether you look at it or not. Like Twitch is one of the only live streaming in general. I don't want to say Twitch anymore because there's, you know, several live streaming opportunities and platforms now. But yeah, live streaming is one of the only places you can have really that like genuine conversation with your community. Right. And so like I've always liked that the most because that's what I enjoy is the connection with people. But I think streaming, you can't just be a streamer anymore. You have to be a content creator. And some people may not like that. Some people may like that. But I think that is something that everyone should know getting into streaming is that you can't just hit the go live button anymore. Yeah. You know, you have to have a Discord. You have to have all those other things, right? And I think sometimes, especially for people that have full-time jobs or have jobs or other families and other obligations, that can be very difficult and stressful. And so you need to, and that goes into my next point, you need to be very, very good at time management. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to say, you know, I get off work at 6.30, I have 30 minutes to myself and then I have to start getting my, you know, stream set up ready and then I have to go shower and I have to do these things and I get live on 10 and then I go to, you know, I get off at around 2 a.m. and then I wake up at seven for work and then you like, you need to like have that focus already because streaming and content creation is not, just clicking a button and playing games anymore. I think there was a time yeah. for that, but I think those days are gone, especially yeah. when COVID happened and has become so saturated. Yeah. I was going to say, and then everyone was going to be a streamer, I think at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And now it feels like everyone wants to be a streamer and it's like, <laughs> and not that there's anything wrong with that. I think yeah. the more the merrier, Absolutely. but there are so many things that I don't think people realize. And I think what I've even realized even within myself, is I have some streamers that are very, you know, like big streamers. Mm-hmm. And at every level of streaming, you have different things that you need to deal with, right? So like for me, I started having to deal with ter- harassment at like 20 viewers. Like I actually, and I know it's going to sound weird, and I don't want to like offend anyone, but I don't feel like you really have a lot of the caveats of streaming like that or like the negative comments the schedule like none of those pressures really happen until you probably hit like 20 average viewers yeah so like i think when you know like i i went through the like the three viewer grind right like i went through like that whole process and like i was like oh streaming's great i get to hang out with my friends and stuff like that 
But as you grow, and then of course, there's like different caveats that come when you hit, you know, partner numbers. And then there's caveats when you hit, you know, 200 viewers. And then, you know, like I think my largest organic, you know, not rated or whatever stream was like six to 700 viewers, right? Mm -hmm. And you get a whole amount of pressure at different points in your streaming. And like, I have friends that are even, you know, larger and, you know, a thousand, you know, more than that. Right. And then you get to a point where now they're dealing with swatting, for example, or like things that I've never had to deal with, but like they do. And so I think when you look at streaming, streaming, isn't just hitting the go live button and hanging out with friends at certain points. It's really, it becomes, you know, do I want to grow and then have to deal with that next thing and that next thing. And, you know, I would say that's something that people that are getting into streaming should know is that at every level of being a streamer, whether you're at that three viewer, 20 viewer, thousand viewer, mm-hmm. there's different aspects that you need to learn and how to deal with. And everyone's going to deal with those differently. So, and you need to figure out what works best for you. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that insight. And I really like that you point out how different it is from level to level. Because uh, mm-hmm. when you start out, yeah, it, it's, it's oh, I'm going to hit live. And I think most people are like, oh, it sounds fun. This sounds cool. I'm going to try it. It'll be great. And it's just playing games with friends. Yeah. Just playing, just hanging out. I'm just playing games. Yeah. Which it is. It is at that point when you're starting. But then as, as your community and viewership grows, kind of starts to take different challenges start to take shape as as the the community itself uh, gets bigger and so uh, thank you for pointing that out that's a really good point because i think i think a lot of there's there's already a little bit of i think expectation that isn't true to like what the experience is as a streamer going into Mm -hmm. it like you said it's like oh i just hit the go live button and it'll be cool i'm just gonna hang out it's gonna be fun uh you know i've some of our previous guests have have even pointed that out where they've said yeah i thought it was just gonna be i'm gonna hit start stream and it's gonna be cool people are gonna show up and it's gonna be great and then right they realize it takes it takes a lot of work or as you said uh as as you hit 20 average viewers or more you start dealing with other things that provide a lot of issue or concern or challenge so right and then i think too if you're a woman and i'm sure men deal with this too it's like how do you moderate your chat like you know i had someone i'll give you an example i had someone i was around like 30 40 viewers you know average viewers and you know, someone was in the community for like, you know, six months, it felt fine. Like they were just one of the community members. And then suddenly, you know, they hit that email and they sent me a seven minute video about how they feel like I'm against them because I'm not playing the games that they like. And, you know, they've donated to me or they've done things and it's like, you know, and it really like makes you feel like, that pressure or like I remember one of the other times when I like I'll I'll just give you an example I had one person like when I first started playing games I just I didn't care if they were subscribers or not you know and I would do like you know I'd play with whoever was in the community and stuff like that and I had someone basically say on stream they're like why do I even sub to you if you're gonna play with people who aren't subbed wow and it was like that moment of like oh am I supposed to as a streamer only play with people that are subscribed 
Like, and I like, you know, because you like for yeah. you, it's like streaming is so new and stuff like that. And so like those moments are things that you don't really deal with, you know, as just as an example that, you know, that when I had 10 viewers or, you know, five viewers playing Dead by Daylight, you don't really deal with. So I, I think it's, I think it's really important to recognize that. I think people have like this idea of what it means to be a big streamer, but like going through and actually experiencing those types of things in your chat live. Yeah. You know, and then you're like, how do I, what do I say to this? Uh, I, I mean, like, at, I remember at this point, I like, I apologize. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. It wasn't, you know, I want to include everyone, whether they have the money to sub or whether they decide to sub, you know what I mean? Like, I want to, you know, play with everyone, you know? Yeah. Um, and I never saw him again. And I still think about that moment a lot, you know, especially because I did Fall Guys one night and I had an insane amount of like stress from thinking about playing Fall Guys with the community because mm-hmm. I was not going to only make it sub only because I wanted everyone to be included. Yeah. Right. And just yeah. like ha- having that moment, it was like, is he coming back to tell me, you know, yeah. like, why did I wow. stop you, you know? Yeah. So it's just stuff like that yeah. um, that you don't really expect. So I don't know if you, if you've ever ha- experienced anything like with that or, you know, yeah, pressures. I've, yeah. I've definitely had, uh, I've had community, like longtime community members who have felt entitled to, particular treatment right or priority not unlike what you've said ones who've said hey you should play this game and i'll be like i don't really feel like playing this game they're like oh but no you'll like it and it turns into this whole thing where i'm like no i'm good like you know (laughs) you can't tell like but it's like oh and then they they pulled out that car oh but i've been here forever trust me i'm like yeah you know it's not that i don't trust you i just don't want to play it I'm sure it's a great game, you know? And yeah, it's the same. It's kind of the whole, hey, you should listen to me because, you know, and they were a sub too. I'm like, I'm a long time sub and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. I appreciate the support. I do, but that doesn't mean you can tell me what to play and when. Right. Like I'm not. Right. (laughs) Well, and then the other caveat, I think as a female streamer, as a woman that you'd get would be, you know, people with expectations to like date you. Yeah. Or, you know, like I, I've heard so many people of like, you know, like, oh, keeping a relationship a secret to try and get money or, you know, oh, like, geez. but it's like, you know, I've experienced, you know, I've never really been I, I like I really like to keep my relationships private. I don't think yeah. personally for me, like it has anything to do with my content. Right. So it's not something that I feel like is, is like no other job is like are you single or, you know, on your resume, on your application, you know, are you putting, you know, that kind of thing. And I think that's been a a very hard thing about being a woman on the platform too, is it feels like you also not only question, you know, are people actually there for you, but how many people are here that just want to like have the potential to date me? Yeah. Right. And I think that's something else. And it's, again, it's like the whole, like as a woman, you can't win because it's like, you know, I've had stories, I've heard stories. If you're single, you know, if you tell people you're single, are they just going to be in your community and give you money with hopes to date you? I've had friends or, you know, like, you know, not necessarily, I haven't experienced this, but like who say they're in a relationship and then their partner gets horrible emails about like, you're not good enough, this and that, right? Just because you're a woman. And so that's something that I've always felt not as comfortable sharing. But then when, 
I like, I didn't actually want to date a content creator or streamer because of that reason. Cause I wanted to keep it private, but then obviously things happen and you meet mm-hmm. who you meet and yeah, you know, and then it's kind of like, well, if you're dating another streamer, it's hard to like, <laughs> you know, you live in the same house. You can't really, you know, it's hard to keep that a little bit of a secret. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then you bring in like new stressors of relationships and, you know, it's like a lot of people get like invested in, in your relationship in a sense, you know, if you're two content creators as well, you know? Yeah. So I think that's something else as a woman, um, in the streaming space that has been difficult to navigate, um, as well, because it's like, are you guys there? I mean, I used to have a moderator for two years and like, you know, I don't, you know, I, I guess I'll share this, but I had a moderator who was with the community for two or three years and was aware I was dating someone when I first started streaming. Obviously, we're still moderators when I was single. And then as soon as I started dating my current boyfriend, Mm -hmm. started getting weird. And they were literally one of my, what I considered one of my best friends, right? Mm -hmm. And started getting weird where it would be like, you know, they started, you know, like discord, you know, like if they knew I was playing games with them, like, you know, they would, you know, start discord calling me constantly and this and that. And like, eventually like you had, I had to block them. Right. I had to like take them off and get rid of them because at the end of the day, but then that moment made me really question of like, you know, I'm sure you might even have this too. It's your judgment of people. Oh yeah. Like, you know, as a streamer, am I not like, is my judgment poor? Am I not really taking the checks and balances to make sure this person is like here for the community and not because they're hope to for something more? Yeah. Um, so I think that's like been one of the really difficult things about streaming for me. Not that I've like dealt with it because I'm a very heavily, heavily modded chat. And then that's another caveat, right? As a woman, as you have a super heavily modded chat, like you're gonna have less viewers, theoretically, mm-hmm. you know, potentially, you know. Um, versus, you know, sometimes people are you know, there for the chat and watching and, you know, that kind of thing. So there's definitely like so many nuances. Yeah. Um, to there's be a lot to consider. There's a lot. To there's consider. a lot to consider. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and things you don't even realize will happen until they happen. You're like, holy cow. I thought I did everything that I did. You know, I did it on purpose. I was very clear. You know, one of the things I say when I bring on a mod is like, I am in no way going to date you. We're friends. You're a moderator. You're part of this community. That's it. Yeah. If you have any other expectation, then it's time to just not even be a mod, but to remove yourself from the community. And you know, you so you think you do all these things, and you're you know, you know, like I'm prepared. They know yeah. I've had those boundaries. I've had my communication with them. Everyone's aware. We're all on the same page. Good. And then it's like two years later. Wow. Like that was like my apex. Like me and another community member, El Rookie. Like we would play Apex almost every night together. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was like our, you know, I would confide in in them, you know, and it's just makes you realize that maybe as a streamer, you can't trust everyone, unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah. It's definitely tough. I've uh I've told this story on my stream before. I won't go into details, but I, I I've basically made a, I made a bad choice Sorry. in a mod before <laughs> before myself, right? And they, yeah. th- this particular person decided to cause a lot of drama between another community and mine, which there was no there was no beef there that they only decided to create and manufacture. And right. uh, and this was someone that I thought that I could 
trust and thought never would have imagined that this would happen but they were they were trying to start some stuff between me and mm-hmm. another streamer and like you i was like did i am i bad <laughs> judging character am i well then you're thinking are all my friends like this Is yeah someone else <laughs> <to get me? laughs> like did i make you know? a, did i make a bad choice am i <laughs> and and honestly this was like the first person that was not a uh like I modded my my real life friends when I got started, but then this was the first person that I didn't know personally, but they were involved in the community very heavily for a, for a very long time. I was like, okay, wow. this person seems cool, m- made them a mod, and then like over time it started to get questionable. And like you guys like, man, am I am I bad at this? Did I make did I make a mistake? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and I will say that go that piggybacks off of also moderating to the type of community that you want right. as well. I remember watching an interview with Moon Moon. I, I, Moon Moon was one of my, you know, is an amazing streamer. Pretty much I'll watch anything he does. Um, but in, he, in, he had like a podcast and an interview and someone asked him like, how did you get your community the way, you know, that it is? Like, it's so like every, they seems like everyone just fits and it's like thousands of pounds, thousands of people. And he said, when you start streaming, as much as it is hard to not want to ban or delete the message of that new person that just followed, even if they say something that's weird or just feels off, even though they did nothing technically wrong, you have to moderate that. You have to ban them. You have to delete it because right. at the end of the day, you want to build a community based off what your values are. And if they don't align with that, then they're not going to be good for the for the growth of your community and, you know, as you progress as a streamer and as a community, you know, absolutely. And I remember thinking like, that made me feel like, Oh, I'm like, I'm <laughs> getting validated in my decisions to moderate the way, you know, yeah. that I did. And, you know, because I think like, um, you know, not to be like, you know, super out there with this, but like, as a woman, you get comments that are like, Ooh, I like, you know, like you could be, can I get a 360 outfit check or this and that? And like, and you right. got to just kind of delete that and you got to get rid of that. And not that they did anything wrong, but like, is that the type of community that you want to build? And if it's, if, if, if you're okay with that, then that's fine. Right. As just an example. Yeah. But you really need to curate your chat from the start. And that, I think that's like maybe yeah. another thing that you mentioned of like, that's important for yeah, someone you, looking you to got, get a stream. You've got to, you got to foster the kind of behavior that you expect and want to see Mm -hmm. regularly or else when you allow stuff like that Mm -hmm. like if you're cool with it great but if you're not but you choose to allow it then that tells the community that it's okay and then right you kind of head down that path of now if you weren't cool with that but you're allowing it it creates this this problem right because then Mm -hmm. you're allowing the community to you know, subconsciously, they're like, oh, it's cool to have that around here. And then even more people will behave that way. Or people who are new, like, oh, mm-hmm. I can talk like that. Sure. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that goes back to just making sure. And this is something that maybe like a lot of people don't actually know. Like my moderators, I feel so close to them that I I don't even look at deleted messages. Mm. I haven't looked at unbanned requests since December 2020. And I've kind of just said, and it kind of goes in line with that, of I trust them enough. They were in the community from, you know, very long time. 
they know what is right, what feels right, what other people are in the community are going to be comfortable with that I don't feel like I have a need to look at unbanned requests because they do that all because they know the type of community that we have or, you know, what we want here and who's going to be a good fit. And yeah, I just think that's like something that also is really, really important. I don't want to like stress it more, but yeah, like yeah. moderators and your team and <laughs> the people that you have surrounding you are so important. I would say, if not the most important part about streaming. I, and I, you know, as a note, I love the community that you've built on your channel. I think everyone there is fun and great. And thank you. I, I love hanging out there and uh, either chatting or lurking, depending on, on what I'm up to. But yeah, I love it there. So uh, thank you for, I, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. I would say also when you say lurking, I also have to comment on that is that. I also feel like as a streamer, it's important to think about your content because I would say most of your community is going to be lurkers, right? Yeah. You're going to have maybe 10% if you're lucky chatting at a time. Mm -hmm. And so as someone who also works full time and I like to game when I'm not streaming and I like to have what I call is like that second monitor streamer, right? <laughs> like something right. else to also think about is making sure that you're doing content. Even if you're on mute, how does that, is someone going to watch my content even if I'm muted? Mm -hmm. And that's something that I also think about. And that's why I like Lego and cooking and those types of things are, are appealing to me because, you know, for me, like when I watch someone or art, for instance, like I'll play Apex and in a game, I'll kind of see like, oh, what progress did they make, right? Yeah. And so even as a streamer, you have to think about like, if 90% of your viewer base is going to be lurkers, are you doing content that's still going to fill that need? Or if it's, you know, like, or if it's not, how do you change that? Yeah. Right. That's such a good point. I, I definitely think about, I, I think about both sides of it, the visual and the audio, right? I think about like if, mm -hmm. okay, if they can't hear me, what are they seeing on the screen? Or if they have me up in a tab, but they're looking at something else, what are they hearing? And those, um, both aspects of that are super important in like in general, because you have people who want to consume your stream any number of ways it could be audio only it could be video only it could be you know maybe they they can't look up at every moment so they'll only catch bits and pieces of it so how are you how are you as the person the creator and the streamer allowing for that and what, what kind of stream do you want it to be how how friendly mm -hmm. is it one way or the other or both right right yeah. and that's kind of why i always wonder like not that there's anything wrong with you know being gaming from you see so many people that are like, I play a game and I'm consistent, but no one comes to my stream. I only have, you know, myself watching and you know, all this kind of stuff. But you go and do it. It's like, are you talking? It's like a lot of times you go <laughs> yeah. into the stream and they're just like, Yeah. You know, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, what is, you know, going to make you want to watch that versus someone who's interactive or like amazing, a pro at a game, or you know, like, you know, I, I think that's the other thing you have to figure out what are, what are, what is your niche? Like what makes people want to watch you over everyone else? Yep. Right. Is it your personality, the background when you're lighting, <laughs> you know what I mean? Does it catch your eye? Is it, you know, you're doing something super niche like Lego building mm -hmm. that, you know, there's not a lot of creators that, that do that necessarily. So maybe that helps, you know? So I think yeah. that's another, you know, thing to think about when you do start streaming or if you're thinking about streaming is like, why would someone watch you over the other person? 
doing Lego or, you know, and not that it's a competition. I don't want to like make it because I think right. there is something to be said about, you know, having like other friends that stream the same content as you do. And I think that's special, you know, having that shared, you know, like, you know, you have that shared passion, but you also ha- share those same like struggles. Um, and I think that's why you see a lot of people that become friends within certain, you know, Apex streamers, for instance, or Destiny streamers, or, you know, like that kind of stuff. So, oh, yeah. 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 We got our circle of Lego, <laughs> Lego creators. You know, I got my Lego friendos and my Destiny friends, which actually are kind of almost the same circle. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think that's, it's, you know, it's kind of like the same struggle. It's like, oh, other people all also Lego creators struggle with getting, you know, their builds done or doing, you know, work <laughs> while they're chatting. I'm yeah. not alone. I don't feel like a failure in that sense. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? it's a common problem, whether you're, you know, you know, yeah. a professional or not, you know. You've had such wonderful insight on everything we've we've discussed. Uh, Madeline, thank you so much for for all of this. Where where do you hope where do you hope to bring your channel, like your community? What what is the, I guess the long term goal going like from here? Where where do you want to go with it? My plan is to change my username to Gaming Grandma once I'm you know sixty. <laughs> now um, we've always joked about that. I was like, would you guys watch me if I was like sixty years old? And, like, you know, <laughs> I love it. You know, Grandma Madeline. Um, <laughs> now I I think moving forward, obviously, the one goal is to you know it's not my full time thing. So doing something or doing content, whatever that is, that makes me and the community happy, mm-hmm. you know? So that's probably the first. I think moving forward, you know, and more of the short term, I probably see definitely going Lego route, you know, maybe I'll play, you know, games one night a week if there's time, you know? I'm not really stressing too much if we get there. Um, but really just, you know, continuing to grow and create an inclusive, positive environment, you know, and whether that be, you know, I, I still the plan to stream on Twitch, but, you know, as things in our lives change, you know, maybe that incorporates like, like I think about like, well, what if I move into a new house and I need to do, you know, remodeling work? Do I start, you know, streaming remodeling? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you think about stuff like if you do work full time, you really need to make your stream. If you want to be consistent and you want to stream an X amount of days a week, you really need to think about how to incorporate your own life into that right like i don't have the luxury like many of us don't to just be a gaming streamer because you know like like my boyfriend's full-time job he can do that right because that's his income right Right. i don't so i think moving forward it's kind of like thinking about how i will evolve as a person and how i can include the community within that you know and then there's things like you know you know, like moving or like, you know, homes or, you know, do I start doing, you know, like, it's like, if I become, do I need to start doing workout streams to try and get my workouts in more? Like, you know, just creating content around my life that fits at this point, because I feel like we've built a community enough that if I decided to do cooking one day, you know, they'll watch. If I started to do Lego, they'll watch. If I want to, you know, have some drinks and rage playing Apex, they'll watch, right? Right. So I think just, you know, continue to grow and do things that make me happy and 
wherever that goes, who knows, maybe it becomes remodeling the house every Tuesday <laughs> and Saturday when we move, you know? Yeah. So I think that kind of is where I see things going because it really does bring me great joy to bring the community that we built into to my life in that way. Well, I can't wait to see it. I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be be watching. Yay. Yeah, we'll be watching where <laughs> your channel and community evolves. Uh, thank you, Madeline. This yeah. was this was this was great. I I'm so glad we got to chat and get to know each other. Uh, for those that that don't already follow Madeline, Twitch.tv slash Madeline. Variety streams, cooking, video games, <laughs> Lego. Uh, maybe home renovation at some point. <laughs> at some point when we get a house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like who who knows? There's there's all kinds of possibilities. But thank you so much, Mads. It was it was great. I love what you're doing. I love your community. Uh, you know, I, I I showed up for the Lego and I just I stayed for the chats and the cooking and everything else as well. And and you, you, you and your community are wonderful. So yeah, just I love it. And I, I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank um, you for having me. Of course. Appreciate it. It was so I, wonderful. It's my first podcast. So thank you for it. making it such a wonderful experience. You are amazing oh, as well as a streamer and as a person. I like, I, I'm not going to lie. I like, I, I cried one night because I was like, I've never felt so accepted in streaming as I have in the Lego community. And, and, and that really does say a lot about um, what the Lego community really is about and acceptance and inclusiveness, especially as a woman. So I think that's really important to just say kudos to you and your community and just everything that you guys work on. And and it's incredible. So thank you. Thank you. Thank, it, like, yeah. Thank you. It's the first time I felt really accepted. So I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad that you feel that way. I, and, you know, honestly speaking that I I'm only doing what was done for me when I joined the Lego the greater Lego community as well as finding amazing people in that in that group. So I'm glad that you feel the same way. I'm glad that you are a part of it and yeah. that it it made you feel the same way it did me. So thank you for that. Right. Gives me hope. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Humanity. <laughs> Absolutely. So I don't like to close out the show because I feel like it's better left in the hands of the person guesting. So for you, any final thoughts, any final words for those that are watching and listening? The floor is yours, Madeline. Whatever you do in life, do it with passion. Do it with positivity. The way you think in your state of mind is so important to the success in whatever you do in life, whether that's streaming, a job, a career, education. Just do it because you're passionate about it and if it makes you happy. And don't care about what anyone thinks or says to you. Ultimately, if that's what gives you joy in this world, then you need to follow it and you need to crush it and you need to do it. And don't go through the motions. It's like the one thing. And I never got it. My, my dad always told me when I was growing up, um, don't go through the motions. And I guess what I mean by that is if you have to do something in life, whether that's you show up for your job, you show up for your stream, do it 
with 100% or more effort because you still got to put the same time in. You still got to put, you know, yourself out there in whatever that way is. So do it 100% and go full throttle.